welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where brilliant business experts share their fresh perspectives so your small business can shine brightly. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, this is also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling business book series for small business. It's titled Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. And you can get a digital copy or paperback. And today, just so you know, the author that we'll be interviewing is from the book series, Volume 2, which is the book with the emerald green cover on it. And I'd like to share with you, everybody, before we jump into introducing our rock star author, my name is Maggie Mongan, and I'm one of those number one best-selling business authors and the creator of, a number, of the number one best-selling business book series, Brilliant Breakthroughs, and that's an annual series. So you're you're not going to believe it. We have another one coming up in a couple of months if you're listening to this when this is first published. So I am a professional master business coach and trainer at Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc. And I would like to welcome Susan McCustion for coming to our wonderful gathering today. And Susan has done something quite amazing. She has brought a fresh perspective to diversity and inclusion in the 2018 book. And her title is the fourth chapter, and it is called Five Ways to Bring Compassion Into Your Organization. Susan, welcome aboard. Thank you, Maggie. Good to talk to you again. It is wonderful, isn't it? I, I want to share with everybody, Susan has done five other podcasts with us. Um, and you're going to want to write these numbers down. They're 58, 71, 78, 86, and 94. I'll say those again, 58, 71, 78, 86, and 94. Now, why I'm telling you that is because once you're done listening to this episode, you will want to go back and listen to what else Susan has been saying. And you might want to start at number 58 with her because we build this up a little bit. (laughs) Right. Right. So. I'm so thrilled that you're here because we've done five episodes now, and here we are at number six. And there's something I want to ask you, because you do diversity and inclusion very differently from everybody else out in the marketplace. And you know I love that because we do unconventional things around here. And you bring together this fresh perspective of how to look at people relationships very holistically. Can you share a little bit more with us about the power of that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't believe that we can solve any issue 
unless we understand what's happening from a holistic point of view. And so we're all part of a system that means that we're all connected. And so in my mind, change can never happen if we don't have compassion for each other as human beings, and, and then also recognize our shared histories without blaming or finger pointing. You know, I, I, I know people, you know, just kind of run around and, you know, you did this wrong and you did that wrong, or, you know, it stirs up a social media firestorm, you know, somebody makes a mistake and may, maybe it was a deliberate mistake and maybe it was an honest mistake. We don't really know, but the, the kind of, you know, social, social media firestorm it stirs up can, can be devastating. And so I think, in order to understand each other, in order to uh, to uh, get along, to work better together, you know, to build our businesses and our relationships, that we have to be able to um, cut each other break every now and then, right? Have some grace, uh, not do that that finger pointing. Uh, and so, with my approach, you know, there's there's more and more leadership research today that's focused on areas such as authenticity, vulnerability, and, and mindfulness. And so my approach, you know, works all of that in. It works in, uh, you know, some uh, neuroscience perspective and, and all of that. And, and what we know about compassion, which is, which is my main focus with diversity, what we know about compassion is that it isn't just about being kind to other people. It's actually a skill that we can learn. And, you know, we've talked about uh, in, in earlier podcasts, some of the science that, that backs it up. Right. Right. Okay. So compassion is, is so much more than being kind. I love that statement. Yet, for most people, kind is a great place to start. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We all have to start somewhere. You know, I've um, been working on a project recently where I've been doing a, a lot of a lot of coaching sessions and I, I work with this developmental model and development means we need to work through certain areas of our lives. And and the fact of the matter is, especially here, not only here in the States, but around the world, we, we live in a very polarized world and, and it's right, wrong, good, bad. And we are doing a lot of that finger pointing and that blaming you know, the next place to go really is that kindness, you know, recognize our common humanity, right? Uh, we all want to be respected. We all want to be heard. We all want to be loved. And, you know, I, I do believe a lot of this polar polarization has, has come because not everybody is feeling heard. And so, you know, we get, you know, some, some leaders who, you know, are just, you know, want to get out there and get aggressive with certain things. And now people are jumping in wanting to be heard. Uh, and so, you know, rather than the finger pointing, though, can we kind of get to a place of, um, of uh, understanding, you know, because we do know that no two people ever see a situation in exactly the same way. You know, even if we're looking at a baseball game together, Maggie, right, that's going to affect us differently because, um, you know, maybe, you know, you have a different experience growing up, you know, watching baseball games than I do. And so that's going to be affecting different, different feelings, different memories, you know, so even though we're watching the same baseball game we're having a different experience. And so because we've got this gap in understanding, when we've got big gaps, that, that can lead to, to conflict. And right. the problem, Hold on yeah. a second. Whoa, time off. Woo! Whoa, whoa. 
As we're taping this, it's a beautiful summer day outside, so baseball ah. is on my mind. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I, I love what you've said so far because we all don't agree with yeah. each other and nobody in the right mind should expect all of us to agree with each other. Absolutely. And when we're in business, I, other than politics, but we're not going to go to politics. We're just going to stay in business. Sorry. I did a little bit. <laughs> and so I'm pulling you back. You just you got your cue. <laughs> um, this is true in business as well. Whoever whoever is the leader, they have ideas, they're accountable. And if they're not taking full accountability, they're pointing the finger elsewhere. And if you're a business owner, it all lands with you, no matter who you delegate it to or not. Yes, absolutely. We need to move beyond the blame game. And, And I love what you're saying that, that we need to start listening to each other. But that takes us to conflict because conflict is nature's way of, I believe, expanding. Yes, I agree. Okay. And too often I think conflict, most people perceive it as a contraction, which is the opposite of expansion. It's either a win or a lose. And I believe there's another aspect to that of, well, what if we all learn and we experiment? Yeah, yeah. And I think in that, though, it requires open-mindedness and, and it requires an understanding that even though somebody else has a different perspective or I may not even agree with their perspective, even though I may not agree with somebody else's perspective, it is still valid right? That is still their experience. Just because it's not my experience, it's their experience, right? And so rather than try, I think what happens so often is when we're in conflict, we try to invalidate somebody. Again, we're, we're trying to convince people through facts alone and invalidate each other rather than taking a step back to listen and say something simple like, that's interesting. Can you tell me more about that? And really hearing what they have to say. And, and again, as I go through this developmental model that, that I work with, you know, we get to the space, you know, accepting that that's your perspective and that's your experience doesn't mean agreement. I don't have to agree with you. Right? But I do have to accept that again, that is your experience. And so that, that's what I think that we're losing. We're, we've kind of really lost that ability um, to find that place of acceptance and agreement. And, and sometimes it might feel like a little bit of a tension there. Um, but yeah, we, we have to, and, and because of, you know, we, we can't convince each other through those facts. We have to connect at the heart. That's the only way through. Um, uh, we have okay. to connect at the heart. So let's, let's talk about that because we all have facts. Even if we're looking at the same truth of facts, we're still going to perceive them differently. Mm-hmm. 
because we are our own beings. Absolutely. Okay. So you just said that another route, perhaps the better route, is to connect at the heart level. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I see that as an effective and efficient tool myself. Okay. But so I'd love to talk more about this because, gosh, business doesn't have time to waste. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, And so what I've added into my approach, um, you know, besides, besides this idea of compassion is also resilience. And I think resilience is kind of a hot topic and a, you know, nowadays and people are talking about being resilient and it means different things to different people. Um, the resilience that, that I use uh, in my approach is, is very specific um, to that heart-brain connection. And so uh, it comes from um, a group in California called HeartMath. Um, that's, that is math, like M-A-T-H, if nobody's ever heard of them. But they've been studying the connection between the heart and the brain uh, for well over 25 years. And they've got some incredible science about um, this idea of resilience how we can affect each other, uh, even the f- field of emotional intelligence looks at, you know, how we affect each other uh, through, through our emotions, um, and how we can become more coherent. So one of the things that, that we know is that there's actually more information that goes from the heart to the brain than from the brain to the heart. And so when we are frustrated, I mean, think about um, a time when you're really frustrated frustrated and you just couldn't find the words that you wanted to say and you know all that it's because that connection between your heart and your brain was cut off you were not coherent ah so when you are saying coherent that's what you mean there's the connection the brain heart connection okay that's good to know so yay that answers the question that someone might have from something you said a little earlier yeah yeah, and I, and I love this, the science showing that there's more information going from the heart to the brain than the brain to the heart. That I didn't know. Yeah, and, and that's not usually what we're taught, but it's one of those things that's it's been around for a long, long time. We've known that. Um, doctors, scientists have known that for a long, long time. But I think often in school, as we start to learn about like the nervous system, we're always told, oh, the brain runs the show. Uh, and so we kind of go with that. Um, but, you know, it's the brain that, that, that triggers a lot of the information, or I'm sorry, the heart that triggers a lot of the information. You know, any, any, at any given time, there's, you know, thousands of chemicals, you know, flooding our system and all that. Um, but it's, it's the, the heart that's triggering the brain to, to do this. And so, um, yeah, so when we get into this coherent mode, you know, think about a time, you know, in the zone. I think about people saying, you know, well, I was in the zone. Those times where things are just kind of flowing really easy and naturally and coming and all of a sudden you look up and it's two or three hours later and you're like, holy cow, I got a lot done. Um, that's where you were really coherent. You were really engaged. You were, you were flowing uh, through, through things. 
Um, and so this idea of resilience and, and the techniques, the heart math techniques are, are very important to creating that sense of co coherence. Um, again, this idea, uh, resilience itself as we're talking about heart math and, and how that's defined is this ability to prepare for and recover from uh, uh, stressful times, right? And so it's through practice, we learn how to prepare for. Um, as we come out of a stressful situation, we can recover from it more quickly. And then also, I'll add to the definition also, this idea of um, adapt in the face of stress as well. And so that's that idea, prepare for, recover from, and adapt um, in the face of, of stress or a challenge. Uh, that's that's where we want to be um, using some of these these techniques and building our resilience so that we have coherence and we can think more clearly and connect with others. So if you allow me, I know you're probably going to cut me off here in a minute, but one of the other things that we know from the science, I get geekily excited by this science thing. <laughs> but the other things we know from the science that they've measured at HeartMath, they've hooked up EKGs and ECGs to hearts and brains. We know that the energy field of the heart is 60, that's six zero times stronger than that of the brain. Um, it goes out three to five feet from our body. And so when we're working, whether it's working with, you know, people that we manage or with customers or even with each other on teams, when we are within each other's heart space, we are affecting each other. And I know everybody out there has had a situation where they've kind of walked into a room and go, hey, Maggie, you feeling okay today? You know, something feels a little off, Right. That's that heart space and that heart energy. Right. And, and sensitive people can feel it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all can feel it. We all can affect it, whether we know it or not. That's another heart math. Well, <laughs> another heart that, that's where I was going it. next is yeah. they can feel it and they can say it because they're aware of it. Other people may not notice it as much. Yeah. So it's, it's very fascinating. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the number 660 times? That is fascinating. I, I think that a lot of people still are unfamiliar with heart math. So thank you for sharing a little bit of that with us. Susan, um, you're not going to believe this, but you have a little more time. No way. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a first. <laughs> Oh, I, we always run over. <laughs> we always run over. <laughs> Is there, it, and I'd like for you to think about this. In, in a small business owner's world, and you are one, mm -hmm. out of all of what you know, what are the one or two tips that you could share with us to help make our day better? Oh, I knew, you know what? I did not, I should have known you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I didn't prepare. Come on, simple tips. What, just, just let's see. what do you do? Um, let's see. What, what do, what do I do? Um, yeah. for, for me, okay. So for me and from my perspective and, and, you know, what I teach and working with diversity, first of all, uh, having an open mind. I think that's easier said than done. Um, 
But having an open mind and, and like I said, just understanding that, you know, just because somebody's expressing something different or their experience is different from yours doesn't mean it's, it's wrong, right? It, it's our responsibility to kind of validate, you know, each other and those experiences and to hear each other. Related to that is I'm going through these coaching sessions that kind of triggered for me something else. You know, often we assume the, that we have a lot in common with the people that we work with on a day-to-day basis. We assume it. Um, now, many people out there may know what they say about assuming things. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, the thing is, it, it really is kind of true um, in this case, because when we assume we've got this stuff in common and then we just go along day-to-day without ever even asking you know, uh, and we assume that you prefer to work this way or, 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 you know, you're doing, you know, you're, you're acting this way because of whatever reason, you know, we're making all these assumptions um, all that's doing is growing the gap in conflict. And so um, what I would rather have people do rather than assume the difference and discover or assume the, what we have in common and discover the difference, I would have, them turn that around. I would rather have them assume difference. Don't don't think everybody's just like you because because they're not, right? Assume difference and discover those things that you have in common. And so uh, as you go into new situations, look for where maybe somebody's acting differently from you or or um, you know, working on a project differently, or maybe different customer requests that come in that you've never considered. Those are going to be the differences that you're going to be watching for, and then you know, start to ask questions. Well, tell me more about that, and find that that commonality and that connection rather than assuming um, what you have in common. Because when you assume and you don't, when you assume you don't talk about it, that gap gets bigger, and then all of a sudden somebody's going to do something different. You're going to have conflict. And now you're up the creek, right? Okay, so I love these. Tip one, have an open mind. And that means asking questions and then listening to others' perspective. Yeah. And I, I guess I'd like to add the word unconditionally. Mm. Unconditionally, yeah. because then you're really listening to what they're saying instead of having your, oh, I'm already listening to you this way through my lens, blah, 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 blah. Because well, too often we listen to answer rather than listen to hear. Ah, well, that is true. We do that. And, and that's why I think your next tip is so important of don't assume everyone you work with comes from the same experiences as you. Instead, assume that it's different and discover the common. Yeah. Yeah. And it may be, you know, maybe you both went to the same school, but, you know, grew up in very different places or very different socioeconomic situations or, you know, maybe somebody's got two dads and somebody else has got a mom and a dad. Right. That's going to be all those different perspectives uh, that that we've um, that we can share and, and think about. And rather than just, hey, we went to the same school. And leaving it at that, that, you know, as we think about, you know, all of the experiences we've been through in our lives, you know, leaving it at, you know, we went to the same school or we grew up in the same town. Wow. You're missing out on a lot. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, this is absolutely phenomenal. So unconditionally, you know, we're, we're taught to, to love unconditionally. Love is not a word that you typically hear in a workplace. Yeah. But boy, it should be, shouldn't it? <laughs> I believe so. Right. Wonderful. Okay. Anything else you'd like to share with us as we're wrapping up here? Oh, my. Um, no, I think I'm good, Maggie. Thanks. <laughs> that is fabulous. Oh, we finally wore her out. <laughs> I, well, if you really want me, like, I could tell you a whole lot more about heart math and science and all that. But, you know, I, I know them will really will be out of time. Well, I, I know that you're going to be showing up in future episodes. So I imagine you'll be talking a lot more about that over time as well. And I, I want to thank you. So everybody, we need to pay attention. There's different perspectives that we need to be looking at. We need to be non-judgmental and experience people unconditionally. Oh, it's a novel idea. And, and when we figure out how to do this in our own businesses, we actually like coming to work more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, when we live, okay, so here's a, here's a last tidbit for you. Right? <laughs> you know, as, as we do become more coherent and we, and we are able, you know, through that to generate more positive feelings, right? We know that these positive feelings are much more beneficial for, for our overall health than the negative feelings generated by, by stress. And so when we are healthy, our workplaces thrive. Amen, sister. <laughs> okay, that's it. When we are healthy, our workplaces thrive. When we focus on the important things, which many people say the little things, that are the big things because they really matter, Yeah, things change. If you focus on this, you won't have turnover. That's right. Yeah. With the, with the compassion, again, it builds a sense of camaraderie. It builds, it builds connection between teams, you know, compassionate leaders are uh, much uh, are considered more trustworthy. Employees are more loyal to compassionate leaders than they are to not. I mean, think about it. Who would you rather work for? Somebody who's nice or somebody who's a jerk? <laughs> um, do I have to answer that right now? <laughs> so this, even though we're talking about what some people call the softer skills, this definitely impacts your bottom line. Yep. Yep. All For right. Their costs to turnover, right? Absences, illness, that kind of stuff. Turnover, all of that engagement. Productivity. We got it. It's, it's all there. Yep. So, um, if you want to work on improving some of those other things that we just created a quick list of, start by having more of an open mind. Ask questions that can have open-ended answers and just listen. You don't even have to make a comment. Just listen and say thanks for sharing, period. Yep. Here we go. Keeping business simple. I want to thank you, Susan. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Maggie.
All right. So listeners, this is what you can do to learn more and engage with number one bestselling business author, Susan McCushion. Start by reading chapter four. It's titled five ways to bring compassion into your organization. It's in the new, the latest, I should say the latest number one release in our series, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, Volume 2. If you go look, that's the one with the green cover. That's where you'll find Susan's chapter. Also, go ahead and gift your business's performance by accepting the invitation that Susan made specifically for you at the bottom of her author page, which is at the end of her chapter. It's relevant to what we've been discussing today. And it's free. So that's a way for you to pick up some more about what we've just talked about. Plus, at the end of Susan's chapter, she has all her different social media handles. So you can go and connect with her. And there's something else that's really cool that you should be aware of. Right now, you can see everything about the book, how to get a hold of it, and even Susan by going and downloading the books app. It's Brilliant Biz Book. That's all one word, Brilliant Biz Book at your app store. And once you do that, click on Ask an Expert and you'll see Susan McCustion's name. Click on it, type in your question, and she'll reply back to you. She told me she would, so she better. (laughs) Poor Maggie. And if I don't, Maggie, Maggie will be on me and let me know you're there. <laughs> you have direct access to Susan if you'd like to ask her a specific question. So take advantage of that. And that's all through the app. Susan, thanks so much for your time and your wisdom sharing today. Thank you, Maggie. All right. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you Learn all about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. We'll be back next week. So until then, shine brightly.